you for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasure at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca. Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6. Thank you for your support. May we feel God's blessing as we gather in worship. Hello, everyone, and happy Mother's Day to those who are marking this day. Um, it's so quiet, and Yuki is away today, um, but she recorded her music. But it was, it was quiet in here. I, I hope everyone was just kind of resting and enjoying um, the morning. Let us join in singing our introit. Um, you'll have to use your hymn books. It's number 13 in More Voices, the soft cover books. And oh, let the power fall on me. And if anybody would like to grab any shakers or drums, you're always welcome to. They're at the front. still. <laughs> Worship's never about perfection, and we're not expected to be perfect. Worship is about God's love filling our lives, and it's, it's good to have those little laughs during the service as well. Our announcement sheet is available at the back of the church. If you know anybody who would like a copy of the bulletin or announcement sheets, please um, feel free to take one. If you know anybody who would like a printed copy of the sermon, please let me know and I can print them off again. Um, happy Mother's Day once again to all who are celebrating today and God's love to those who are finding today difficult. Um, we have a new scripture reading list set up at the back, so if you're interested in reading scripture, please sign up. We are working back, we're going to be going back soon to um, the words of scripture up on the screen as well, so you'll be able to either pick up the readings for the week or you will um, can have them emailed to you, um, but please sign up if you're interested in reading. Once again, um, if you are a person who's nervous reading in front of people um, or you're worried about making mistakes, this is a place of love. You are welcome to read. I will be on study leave starting tomorrow until May 15th, the next Monday. And while I'm on study leave, Pastor Jen Brown from um, Clifford and Allsfelt United Church is providing pastoral care if there is any need. 
Um, her contact information is available on my answer machine at the church, as well as it's on the door, on my office door. Next Sunday, please come out on um, May 15th for, as we celebrate the work of the Canadian Food Grains Bank with special guest Lauren Underwood sharing a message about the Canadian Food Grains Bank. And as we gather in this time of worship, we've lit our peace candle. We hold in prayer the people of Ukraine and all people whose lives are touched by violence, war, and fear. We pray for those who inflict violence on others that they may experience a turning in their hearts. And we pray for God's love and God's healing to come to all places in our lives and in this world. And as we gather and worship, we remember that at Grace United Church, we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabe nations, that we are gathered on land covered by Treaty 45 and a half. And we pray for God's guidance that we may take these words and find ways to live out in our thoughts, words, and actions the path of healing, reconciliation, and truth. And I invite us to join in singing our opening hymn, number 30 from More Voices. The words are also on the screen. It's a song of praise to the maker. And what a beautiful morning to sing that on. The sun is shining and spring is here.
call to worship and our opening prayer on this Good Shepherd Sunday. We gather together in the presence of our shepherd God, who calls us each by name, who restores our souls, who leads us in way of righteousness, and whose goodness and love never stops pursuing us. This is the God we have come to worship. And let us join together in prayer. As we gather to worship, O God, gather us together, fill us with the love of Christ, and strengthened by your Spirit, bless this time of worship, that it may lead us to answering your call. Amen. For our time for Young and Young at Heart, um, I won't make any of you come up to the front. We'll share it all together. I'm wondering, in times of stress, in times of sadness, in times of unease, what are things that bring you comfort? I can go first. Maybe you've got a stuffy. There's my Donald Duck. Got from Disney World when we were there a couple years ago. And he sits in my office, and I look over every once in a while at, at this goofy, fun-looking duck. And it reminds me of our great trip and my wife, Jessica, and it just fills me with joy. How many of you have a stuffy at home? So you're never too old to have a stuffy. <laughs> Several of you have a stuffy at home. Or maybe you've got a little worry rock. This one says love on it, and I just have it sitting in my office as well. How many of you ever have a, a, a rock or an image with a word on it that, that you put in your house or maybe a worry rock stone that you keep in your pocket and you rub that just brings you a sense of comfort? Anyone? One? Maybe, maybe eventually I'll guess what everyone has. <laughs> or maybe you have a picture, a, a picture of this is me and my friends at university sitting having breakfast after a class. Maybe you've got a picture of a, a family member, a friend, a loved one. How many of you have a picture that you look at that brings you, there we go, <laughs> brings you comfort and strength? Anyone else have anything else that just brings you comfort and strength? A hug. A hug, yeah. Yeah, when you, when you need comfort, a good old hug is great for a lot of us. Anything else? Your jackknife in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. There, there is something to have something in your pocket, and you can, you can feel it there. You can reach in, and it just brings comfort. Yeah. Anything else? Hat. Hat. Oh, pet. Pet. Yeah. How many of you have a pet that brings you comfort, or remember a pet that brings you comfort? Yeah. Anything else? Music. Music. Yeah. Now, do you have your favorite songs you sing to yourself when, yeah, yeah. Anything else? Today, one of our scripture readings is probably the most well-known of the psalms, of the poetry that were used in ancient, since ancient times in worship um, that were, had been sung throughout history as well. We're going to be singing Psalm 23 
a little later. And Psalm 23 is kind of like all these things we named. It's one of those pieces of poetry, of sacred poetry, that people often bring to mind when they need strength. I do a lot of funerals in, in my role in ministry, and, and even people who don't have a big church connection, a lot of them know Psalm 23, and even if it's just that first line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It brings comfort. I know people who've been through very difficult, traumatic events, and, and Psalm 23 has been the thing they can recite over and over and over again. And in that way, it doesn't matter which version, what word you use for it. It's a way of God speaking comfort and love, God giving us that great big hug, God showing us that image that reminds us that we are absolutely loved, no matter what we go through. That God is like that loving shepherd, caring for us, protecting us, guiding us throughout all that life brings. And we'll be singing that psalm later together. May we continue to experience those moments of love and care, those gifts from God, however they come to us, and toys and friends and so much more. And let us hear how God's love is being made known in our stories of our mission um, and in our scripture reading today. Good morning, everyone. Nice, beautiful, sunny day for a change. So this morning, we're going to hear about food and hygiene kits for Ukraine. The scenes are heartbreaking. Families confined to underground subway stations, children standing alone in endless lines at borders, mothers printing their names and contact information in permanent marker on their children's backs, lest they get separated or worse. By the end of March 2022, over 4 million refugees had fled Ukraine, 90% of them women and children. Gifts with Vision, the United Church's giving catalog, has just unveiled its latest gifts to help them. A gift of $25 will provide families fleeing from Ukraine with a hygiene package containing items like toothpaste, laundry detergent, and disinfectant. A gift of $38 will provide one food basket with staples such as cooking oil, buckwheat, canned fish, dried peas, and condensed milk. And $40 will provide one hygiene package plus a supply of incontinence products. What really strikes me about the food basket is the attention to detail. It has chocolate and cookies in it. That speaks volumes to me about going beyond the survival basics and trying to build morale, says Kathy Murphy, the United Church's annual giving associate. The hygiene basket is so thoughtful too. It's not just about personal hygiene. It also includes laundry and cleaning products. And remembering incontinence materials for those who need them is all about helping people maintain their dignity. Sarah Charters, director of the United Church's Philanthropy Unit, is glad the new gifts have been added in time for Christian Family Sunday. It's a day the church sets aside 
to reflect on the importance of families. I hope people will be inspired this year to take action for families fleeing Ukraine, says Charters. We can't end the war in Ukraine, but we can do something to help. Every little bit of good we do makes a difference. You can give a gift of food and hygiene through Gifts with Vision, or by calling, and there is a phone number here, but you can also find all of this information on the United Church website as well. And I'd like to thank you for your generous support. And today's scripture reading is John 10, verses 22 to 30. I and the Father are one. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you, not, you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one.
Amen. And thank you to Eleanor for a beautiful gift of music and helping us to worship in that way. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will not perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. May you hear the words of my mouth and may the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed and enriched by God. Okay, a little bit to the left. No, 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 I mean to the right. Right, right, okay, stop. Step forward, a little bit more, a little bit more, stop. Okay, now step over, a little bit further. Okay, you've made it. One teenager called out to another blindfolded teenager. They were cadets attending a summer training program in BC, and I was one of their two chaplains. The other chaplain and I were leading one of our favorite learning times. We had to do different learning times with the cadets throughout their summer training program. We had set up an obstacle course made up of chairs, ropes, and other odds and ends that we could find. And when the cadets arrived, we asked for volunteers to take part in our homemade obstacle course. One person would be blindfolded, and the other would direct them using only their words. Now, to avoid cadets leading other cadets into objects for their amusement, we made them take turns being the leader and the follower, and we warned them beforehand. Afterwards, we'd go back into our tent and sit and talk about leadership and communication. Now, there were always some messed up direction, a left that should have been a right, some bumps along the way, some over-eager blindfolded cadets that went too quickly and banged into something. But the leaders always led their partner through the course with great care. And those being led to the course always placed great trust in those who were leading them. It was always fun to watch especially for those of us who weren't taking part in the activities. However, what was moving, the most moving, was seeing that trust and assurance that people placed in one another. My shepherd hear my voice and they follow me. I know them and they know me. Behind these words of great comfort, there's a lot of pain and uncertainty. Jesus is in the temple once again, and as with previous visits, he is causing a stir, a controversy. We have moved back in our gospel, back to the time before Jesus' arrest and crucifixion and resurrection. This is not the first time in the Gospel of John that Jesus is at the temple, piquing people's interest and scorn. Jesus, as an observant Jewish person, would have made the journey with so many others to the temple for the holy festivals. Previous visits and teachings have left many to gather around him and to ask him to finally make it 
clear. Is he the long-awaited Messiah? Is he the one who will liberate the people from their suffering? Some people come to Jesus with excitement, others with anger, declaring that he is a dangerous, blasphemous leader deserving of the death penalty. Now, as we hear stories like today's, stories from the Gospel of John in particular, it's important to mention a bias that fills the Gospel according to John. This is the only Gospel that collectively names the Jews. The Gospel of John came out of a time when there is growing division and disagreement between Judaism and what will become Christianity. And this was leading to conflict and the community from which the Gospel of John emerged had separated from Judaism. So when we hear the Gospel of John talk about the Jews, we need to hold that within the context of the time, unpack the bias and prejudice. And sometimes we can read it, the people, remembering Jesus was Jewish. The Gospel of John, as the youngest of the Gospels, written around 70 AD, also comes out of a time of heightened oppression and violence towards the early church by the Roman Empire. There is a lot of pain and uncertainty behind today's Gospel reading. For the followers of Jesus who are seeing the tension rising and knowing how dangerous things are getting, there's a lot of pain and uncertainty for the early Christian community who first heard the Gospel of John. In the face of uncertainty, in the places of fear, when there is a lot of unknown, the followers of Jesus are looking for comfort and hope. Now, as I reflected on today's gospel reading, a phrase that stuck with me, that resonated with me, was the phrase, tell us plainly. Because I don't like uncertainty. I don't like transition. I don't like in-betweens where I don't know exactly what is coming next. I like stability and predictability. How about you? There's a lot in life that pushes us out of our comfort zone, that shakes our sense of stability, that makes the future unclear. To live means we enter into these moments again and again. Last week, I let you know that I will be leaving at the end of July. Our ministry will be moving in different directions. As I go to serve the wider church and as you continue your wonderful ministry here with someone new. Often when a minister announces that they are leaving, there's heightened anxiety in a congregation. It makes sense because anxiety often comes with uncertainty. After all, what will the next stage of ministry look like? Who will be the new minister? How long will it take to find a new minister? How long before people feel comfortable and in sync again with someone new? 
Many churches face anxiety. How do we respond when life brings change and uncertainty? My shepherds hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Touching upon the pain and uncertainty and fear, Jesus offers words of comfort to his followers. He uses the powerful and comforting image of the good shepherd. Jesus tells the crowd that those who follow him, his sheep, know who he is because they see how he embodies God's presence. Jesus offers his followers a different kind of assurance than, those, than what those in the crowd were asking from him. He reveals to them God's love and care through all that life brings. He promises that the path he leads them on is the path of God, a path they can trust. It leads to eternal life. That's abundant life. That's life fully lived. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish, Jesus says. Friends, none of us really know exactly what our ministries will look like after July 31st. We never know what tomorrow will bring. As we prepare to move towards this unknown future, as we journey through this life, we are invited to hear the call of Jesus, the call of the Good Shepherd, bringing us comfort and guidance throughout all of our days. Professor Elizabeth Johnson writes in her commentary on today's scripture, the voice of the shepherd is a voice that liberates rather than oppresses. It does not say, do this and then maybe you will be good enough to be one of my sheep. It says, you belong to me already. No one can snatch you out of my hand. Secure in this belonging, we are free to live the abundant life of which Jesus spoke earlier in the chapter we hear today. I came that they may have life and live it abundantly. Friends, as we journey into a new future with all the changes it brings, with the uncertainty and unknown, we are assured we are assured that God is and will always be with us. God loves us. We belong to God. God calls us to live fully, to live in the love of God and to live out the love of God as Jesus shows us how to do. Sometimes life leaves us feeling like those blindfolded cadets, uncertain of where to step, next, where to go. Just as those cadets were not alone, that they, knowing that they could trust in others to guide them, we are assured that we are never alone. God is always with us, comforting us, inspiring us, and guiding us. In her sermon on today's gospel, Danae Ashley writes these words. This is how we are called to continue God's work in the world. One small step in the darkness towards the voice. 
a soft shuffling in the right direction that brings us closer. As we respond to God's voice, others who are also lost hear us and are able to call out to God themselves. The things we do when we follow Jesus in our daily lives matter, and the ripple effects are clear. Friends, in all that life brings, may we always remember that we belong to God. God's love fills our lives, our world, and our church. God, like a loving shepherd, is always leading us on the path of abundant life. So friends, come, let us continue to be a part of the amazing things that God is always doing right here and right now. Amen. Thanks be to God. And let us sing the beloved Psalm 23 from Voices United, page 747. The Lord is my shepherd, and the words are also on the screen.
talent, love, food, relationship, and money. We ask God's blessing on these gifts, the gifts that are in our food cart, the gifts that are given through car, and all the gifts that are given. Let's join together. You, O oh God, are the Easter one. You are the holy source of resurrection. You are the dancing spirit of life. We offer these gifts in gratitude for hope returned, for the mystery of your grace, and for the promise of resurrection. Amen. Trusting in God's great love, we pour out our prayer for the people, praying for ourselves, for one another, for this one. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, holy parent, father and mother of, in faith to us all, we pray you thanks and praise this day. On this day we celebrate as Mother's Day, we give thanks for all women who have been a mothering influence on us. We thank you for mothers through birth and adoption who give us life. We thank you for our female relatives, aunts, sisters, cousins, daughters, wives, those who have nurtured, protected, and raised us. We thank you for those who have healthy relationships with their moms and for the many gifts that they bring to our lives and our faith. We also remember and pray for those this day who have painful memories of their mothers, who are estranged from those who gave them life. We pray for those who long to be mothers and cannot because of many different circumstances. We pray for those who have lost children and find this Day, another reminder of their pain. We pray for those who have lost their mothers and who long for their presence daily. We pray for those who live with fractured relationships. We acknowledge that this day we celebrate with cards and flowers. It's not a happy day for everyone. We pray for peace and healing for all whose hearts are broken. Good Shepherd of all creation, you refresh us with living water and guide us in right paths. You lay us down in green pastures and restore our souls. You nourish us like a hostess whose table is laden with abundance. Soften our hearts, expand our minds, set free our spirits, open our hands that we might be filled with your love and strengthened to spread that love around. Loving God, we are all your children, members of your holy family. We remember that you walked through the dark valleys with us, that we are not alone. We remember now those who we know who are traveling through shadowy valleys and who need your care and your counsel both here in our community and throughout the world. We pray for those dealing with the continued roller coaster of living, for those who are mourning the death of a loved one, 
for those who are wrestling with medical decisions and diagnoses, for those who are hungry for food, for those wandering, wondering how to stretch out meager paychecks, for those who are wondering how they will make ends meet, for those who are scared, uncertain, and alone, grant them your peace and love. Holy God, from our regional council prayer cycle, we pray for Longboro Pastoral Church. With our kindred, kindred and churches throughout the world, we pray for the people of India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. We pray for Pastor Jen Brown, who was recognized by Western Ontario Waterways as a designated lay minister last night at the celebration of ministry service. We pray that you may fill her with your love and guidance as she serves the church. We pray for her communities of faith in Clifford Pastoral Church. Loving God, as we follow your way this week, we bring before you all our prayers that we name now in the silence of our hearts.
finish this time of worshiping together and as we go out to share the worship of God through our words and our actions. May we know that God goes where we go. God guides us where we must make choices. God comforts us where we hurt. And may God continue to surprise us for who we are and what we do now and always. Friends, let us go in love, let us go in peace, and let us go with God. And let us go out with joy as we sing our choral blessings.